Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It's the fan early morning show on a football Friday. I'm Austin Bechtold with you. Well, in a week where there is no game, coming off of another loss, not winning a game since week one, the Pitt Panthers are once again in the news. And it's not because of their current quarterback, more so the former. Because Phil Dracovic, according to Noah Hiles of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette earlier this week, is no longer the Panthers' starting quarterback. He is relegated to third string in favor of Penn State transfer Christian Veyer. Young guy, played a little bit last week, played when Dracovic was injured, also played a little bit the first week of the year but someone relatively new to the Pitt program, as is Dracovic after going to Pine Richland. You know the story, Pine Richland spurring Pitt and going to Notre Dame. Can you really blame him? It's Notre Dame. I mean, got a point there. It's one of the top 10 most desirable programs in the country, I'd say. Then transferred over to Boston College, had a really good 2020, and then decided to come home for his final year of eligibility. A feel-good story. The local kid comes home. We saw that Derek Davis from LSU came back to Pitt and hasn't played much from Gateway. Donovan McMillan, the new starting safety for the Panthers, who really emerged in the West Virginia game with 16 tackles. From Peters to Florida, back to Pitt. But for Phil Dracovic, it's not working, man. So when we heard that Dracovic on Wednesday was moved to the third-string quarterback, Christian Veyer is the starter. Nate Yarnell is the backup. Dracovic pretty much is the third-string. As Dracovic, according to Noah Hiles, told his teammates, I've been benched. Well, now there's more. Noah, I, I texted him yesterday and told him, you're batting a 1,000, man. Like He blew up the pit universe once again last night at 8.30. Multiple sources have informed the Post-Gazette that Phil Dracovic is changing his position. The six-year senior will now play tight end. He became, he, Dracovic began, rather, working out at his new spot at tight end during Thursday's practice. At first I said, what? He's, he's playing tight end? Are, like, are you kidding me? What, what are we doing here? For Pitt. But, you know... The more I thought about it, the more it really started to process for me. I feel really bad for Phil Dracovic. I really do. In Boo City, PA, he has a little bit of my sympathy. He's the local kid that decided to come back, try to resurrect the position after Keaton Slovis last year tore it apart a bit, who we were definitely too... Way, way too hard on 
Because he was Keaton Slovis good? No, not really. But he wasn't this. He was able to complete some passes. If he wouldn't have got hurt in that Tennessee game, Pitt probably wins. Tennessee was a top five program most of the year. But yeah, I, I have a little bit of sympathy for Phil Dracovic. He is somebody who his entire life has been the guy. And if not the guy, he's been a very important guy. When he played at Pine Richland on the football field, he was the best player on the field, no matter who he played against, in the Whippeal or the state. He really was. When you put him out there on the basketball court, as many of you know, I'm very involved at Baldwin where I graduated and I cover the football team and the basketball team. I do the play-by-play for them. Our basketball coach, Jeff Ackerman, was the basketball coach at Pine Richland. Knows Phil Dracovic very well. He was the best player on the basketball court. He was a physically overpowering player in basketball. So he goes to Notre Dame. Doesn't necessarily play too much. And decides that, you know, Boston College is the next avenue for him. And he had a decent showing a couple of times. He was thrown to Zay Flowers. He was a I mean, dynamic, very dynamic player on the outside. Now in his rookie year for the Baltimore Ravens. But it just, it hasn't worked out. Dracovic threw two passes his first year at Notre Dame in 2018. 15 in his second year. And then went to Boston College 2020. 17 touchdowns, 5 picks. That was the year everybody was banking on. 2,500 passing yards. 61% completion rate. 2021 only threw 96 passes. 900 yards, 7 touchdowns, 4 picks. But he, he wasn't good last year. 1,700 yards. 7 yards per completion. 11 touchdowns, 8 picks. He was sacked 25 times. So now... His final line is a quarterback, six touchdowns, three interceptions, unless there's a gadget play because he's playing tight end. Or maybe they just, Frank Signetti creates some odd play where they put Dracovic out in space, maybe even do a little end around to him and have him throw. But no matter what he's done, he's an athlete looking to make his mark. Do whatever he can to try and play football as long as possible. And that's what he's doing here. Moving to tight end. I think about Logan Thomas. I think it was Virginia Tech at quarterback. Where we're saying, look, man, you're probably not going to make it in the NFL as a quarterback. But you're an athlete. You're a big dude. Give yourself a chance to play a different position. We saw him do that with Washington. Became like their number one tight end. Phil Dracovic, 6'5". 235. I mean, that's pretty good tight end size to me. But partly why I have a little bit of sympathy, feel bad for Phil Dracovic. I think he's a nice guy. I really do. He's done a lot for the city in terms of charity work. Really do think he's a genuine human being. And he is somebody that just does not want this dream to die. He is doing whatever is possible to stick around in football. He sees the writing on the wall with only a few games left in his career in the college level. He doesn't want to let his family down. He doesn't want to let his city down. He wasn't, doesn't want to let himself down after all the talk of being a star going into his college career. And it couldn't have gotten any worse. So at this point, 
playing tight end? I mean, it's odd, yeah. What does it say about Pat Narduzzi that instead of just ousting Phil Dracovic for the season, he says, all right, let's move you to tight end. Let's give you another position. Let's give you a chance to keep your career going, and you can work out maybe at the Senior Bowl, at the Pitt Pro Day as a tight end, and showcase what you can do to NFL scouts. I mean, it's odd. It's very odd to move Phil Dracovic to tight end when this is a program for Pitt who has, in my opinion, a top 10, maybe the fifth best tight end in the country in Gavin Bartholomew, and you don't even throw him the damn football. But yet you're going to make Phil Dracovic a tight end and try to showcase his skills as an overall athlete and play him at tight end. But yet you don't get Gavin Bartholomew involved. How is this going to work when Phil, with Phil Dracovic when he's the backup, maybe the third string tight end? So in a way, it makes sense from a Phil Dracovic standpoint of, look, just trying to do anything possible to find an avenue, find a way to keep playing, keep your career going, resurrect any chance that you had of playing at the next level. So tight end is the option. A 6'5 wide receiver, I mean, Dracovic doesn't run very fast. What's going to be fascinating to me is seeing Phil Dracovic block. When a 6'3 defensive end is rushing at him, is he able to hold his own and make sure that Christian Vayer doesn't fall on his ass at the quarterback position? Did you imagine that, Phil Dracovic blocking for the guy that replaced him? A Penn State transfer in Vayer? Young guy? Pitt wanting to try to see if he can be that future at the quarterback position? Or else you got to dip into the transfer portal. Pitt's on a bye this week. I don't think anybody ever could have expected there to be this much Pitt conversation on a bye. I mean, this has just been a nonstop media cycle of information for the Panthers. Whether it was the loss to Cincinnati, the backyard brawl humiliation, Boo City, Phil Jerkovic, Pat Narduzzi, Michigan State rumors, which, if he's offered that job, he's going to take it. Former defensive coordinator there under Mark D'Antonio. I don't know how much input D'Antonio would have in that hire. But Mel Tucker, they gave a nine-year deal, 10-year deal to be there. Fired him with cause. They're looking to try to have a reset. Pat Narduzzi in nine years has stabilized this pit program. He's a good coach. I know everything that's happened this year, but I think Narduzzi is a good leader of men. Good coach. I don't necessarily like how he's approached the media this year, but a lot of that is just general coach speak and... You don't want to say anything to rile up the masses. Pretty like much like how Matt Canada said, his offense isn't built to score and win from behind. Which happens in the NFL. When you face off against Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and I know, yes, this year is not too good for Joe Burrow. The Miami offense scored 70 points on Denver. Yeah, you're going to have to win from behind. How many game-winning drives did Ben Roethlisberger have in his career? It was constant. It was expected. Kenny Pickett did it twice in a row. He was, what, like the first rookie quarterback to do that? Back-to-back games? Against the Raiders on Christmas Eve, 
Christmas Eve Eve, Christ, no, it was Christmas Eve, against the Raiders on the night the Steelers were going to retire Franco Harris's jersey. Did so. And then it was such an emotional night with Franco not there. Slant route over the middle in one of the coldest games in Steelers history. I mean, where you could just see your breath the whole entire way, no matter what, no matter how tired you were, no matter if you could barely breathe or not. It looked like the ice bowl out there from 50 years ago. It was so cold. But for Phil Dracovic, he's just trying to stick. He's just trying to keep going. He knows that the writing is on the wall. There's not much time left for him to try to prove himself. He's going to give it a go at tight end. He does not want this dream to die. He is doing whatever it is possible to make the NFL. And also, I think he still wants to try to be a good teammate. Be very supportive for Pitt and the guys. Because he knows he's failed. He knows that he has put this program back. He's just trying to do anything possible to pick those guys up. Johnny Patrician is currently playing in the CFL. He's a former Pitt linebacker. He tweeted out, People should appreciate that Phil is being a good teammate. Trying his best to positively contribute to the team in any way possible. Most seniors would pout and be a cancer after losing their spot. I'm sure the past month has gone the opposite of how he's planned. I'm rooting for him. Yeah. You know, Johnny's a former Pitt player. He's seen it. He's a transfer as well. Central Catholic kid that's come back home. He understands. I think it's a lot easier to see it from a player's perspective compared to a lot of us. Oh, Phil Dracovic is horrendous. Oh, he can't complete a pass. Yeah, a lot of that was true in terms of bouncing passes at receivers' feet, overthrows on interceptions, tipped balls. The three things that I highlight the most that are just so poor for an offense is tips, overthrows, penalties. A lot of tips and overthrows for Phil Dracovic as the quarterback for Pitt. But now he's going to play play tight end in his sixth year, final year of eligibility to try to give it one last shot. And just like Johnny, I'm rooting for him. He's a Western PA guy. We should root for those guys. We really should. He's no longer the quarterback. 2024 does begin now, though, for Pitt. Yes. At the bye, make the change. Christian Bayer at quarterback. See what you got from some of these younger guys. Because the next wave of Pitt football needs to start to emerge. Play the younger guys all around. Now, how's that going to go with some of the veteran players in the locker room? Yeah, not probably not that well. But you got to do something. Especially with Pat Narduzzi, which I give it probably a 75% chance he's still here next year. I, I don't think that... He's going to be gone. I really don't. If you, if I had to bet on it, I don't think he will. He's got to see what he's got for next year's team. With Christian at quarterback. Rodney Hammond, will he still be around? What do you make of the wide receiver position? Bob Meems ain't going to be here. Will Gavin Bartholomew? Will Garante Mumfield? What's the offensive line going to look like? A lot of questions for Pitt. 
with ranked Louisville coming up next. The the amount of ranked opponents for this pit team that is coming up on the schedule. Folks, I don't know if Pitt's going to win six games. I said eight and four. I was optimistic about that. I said potentially nine and three. This Pitt season has been the worst of the Narduzzi era by a mile. It's been the worst Pitt season in 10 plus years. And you look at the schedule. Hosting number 25 Louisville. They're undefeated at 5-0. and I thought that would be an easy win for Pitt. 6-30 game on the CW. At Wake Forest. They're 3-1. and At Notre Dame. 10th in the country. I don't know about that. Then you got a host Florida State who looks like they're going to make the college football playoff potentially. At Syracuse at Yankee Stadium. They're 4-1. and And then Boston College. They're 2-3. and And then at Duke. Who's dealing with some injuries but still 19th in the country. You face one team under 500. Louisville, ranked. Notre Dame, ranked. Florida State, ranked. Duke, ranked. You have seven games left. Four against ranked opponents. Four on the road. One at a baseball stadium that you're familiar with from playing in the pinstripe ball. Could you imagine Phil Dracovic <laughs> catching two passes, two touchdown passes from Christian Veyer, including a remix of the Pitt special and the Panthers beat Florida State. The alarm clock is going off. The dream is over. But I am rooting for Phil Dracovic to try to do anything he can to salvage his playing career and have a chance because he's a local guy, and we should rally behind those guys. Yes, it was terrible at the quarterback position. Yes, he was awful. A lot of the times, fans can get personal. It, it happens far too often. And I think that that's a real problem in our society. Sports is so important. It is. It's not the end-all, be-all. It can feel like it a lot of the times. At least for me. I mean, a lot of the times when the Steelers lose on a Sunday... Monday drags. Monday's horrible. It's just a bummer. It's just a bad day. And when Pitt loses, when the Steelers lose in the same weekend, which is not plausible this week with Pitt on a bye and the Steelers on a bye next week, you got like a two-week window where you're not going to be completely down in the dumps and you want to just lie in bed until noon and put a pillow over your face when the sun comes up. The Wake Up Show is presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work. At 84Lumber, apply at 84Lumber.com. Let's talk about the quarterback on the opposite side of the building and also his play caller. I'm not going to hammer Matt Canada too much. we got to see something from the offense. But, hey, Steeler buy is coming up. Will there be a change there? Maybe. We'll talk about it. Coming up next, Fan Only Morning Show. Sports Radio, 93.7 The Fan. No. Well, there's that. Does Matt Canada really have a burner account? Well, he put it to bed, said no. I I don't really think that he does. I think it's either somebody in the Canada camp. It'd be odd if it's his agent. That'd be fascinating. Or maybe just, you know, somebody that wants to stick up for Matt Canada. My thought, honestly, my true opinion on this, is that this is... This is a Steelers fan that has made up this burner account and is pretending to be 
Matt Canada defending himself. Where, you know, you could imagine, on a Friday night, you and the boys are just hanging out. I wouldn't be surprised if this is just some random college student who, in the middle of regular conversation on a Friday, Saturday night with your boys, hanging out, hey, what do you think about making a random Matt Canada burner account? Pretending like it's somebody supporting Matt Canada because there's like nobody out there doing it other than the people inside the organization. And oh, maybe we'll pick up some headlines for it. Maybe it'll make some waves. Now, could it have been this attractive? Maybe not, but I think that that's more likely. The whole email thing was disputed. It was not the correct email address that the Steelers utilize where people were saying, oh, this is Matt Canada's burner easily at Steelers.com. No, it's not. But, you know, part of the reason why all this attention is on Matt Canada is the offense and uh, CBS, the conversation with Canada, where Matt Canada basically said, that at least according to CBS, that the offense is not built to come back when they're trailing. Hmm. Well, Matt Canada talked about it on Thursday, and here's what he had to say. That is an unbelievable misinterpretation of a conversation, so I'm going to take a real nice time here and explain what that was. Pre-game, we talk to those crews, talk about what's going to happen. All right, I I first want to say that Matt Canada's fired up. How often do we hear Matt Canada fired up? I mean, we don't. He's been very stale. He's like those stale chips you eat that are four months expired. Where, you know, you get coach speak and you don't really get anything colorful and creative. But for whatever reason this week, it feels like it felt like Matt Canada was very eager to speak. He wanted to talk. He wanted to defend himself. We try to give him information. The conversation was why we ran more runs and play action against the Raiders versus the opening game. As you guys all know, the start of that 49er game didn't go the way we planned. Really didn't do anything until we had the 95-yard two-minute drive. We're down 20-7. to You're down two scores. Come back. They score. We had a decent drive there, moving a little bit. Deontay got hurt, as you recall. Got down there, got stalled. Got a stop. Came back again. And the conversation was at that point, I think it was probably three minutes and 15 seconds ballpark when we got stopped. At that point, we're down three scores with three minutes and 13 seconds to go in the third. Three scores. You're not going to stick to your running plan and the plan of running play action when you're down three scores. All we care about here is winning. The conversation was at that point, the plan wasn't built to do that then. You had to go. Obviously, I believe we were going to win till the end. I kept throwing it to the point of we certainly, our lineman had to do, what, 46 dropbacks? Kenny had to do that. At no point was that conversation meant in that regard. I certainly believe he knew that. Obviously, he was taken wrong if not, but... Of all the things we want to talk about and say, at no point do I doubt our players, doubt where we are, doubt we can come back. No doubts. I was literally saying any football person would tell you, you're down three scores with, what's that, 18 minutes to go. you got to start going faster. you got to start being in a two-minute mode. You have to score more points. That's how that came out. Certainly everybody on the offense is well aware of that. Yeah, well, Matt, you've talked the talk. You haven't walked the walk whatsoever. He sounds like... Somebody that's trying to, I mean, the, the media is clearly, the reporter is there. Oh, they do a great job. He, the way that it, it came off to me, especially just hearing it back, 
Doesn't it sound like Matt Canada is trying to talk to us as if we don't watch the games? As if we don't know the job that he is doing is under a microscope. I, I think he's well aware his, that he is under the microscope compared to any coordinator in football right now. It seems like he just wanted to explain so much and he went back to the first game and here's the problem here. And I don't want to say he's making excuses, but he's pointing out pretty much everything that has gone wrong, everything that could be better. Why is the conversation with CBS go the way it was? And basically just blaming CBS for the way that everything was quoted. Well, how does he evaluate Kenny Pickett? I think he's doing a lot different. He has great command of the offense. He knows where he wants to go with the ball, knows what he wants to do. I got great faith that we're going to start seeing those things happen really, really soon. And until we do, it doesn't matter. But that's all that matters. we got to be there. But I think Kenny's played through the summer and through camp and all those times. And at times in the games have been exactly what he wants and what we want. We have to be presenting a better picture for him so he can be more consistent, so we can be more consistent, and we can score more points. Kenny Pickett was a full participant in practice yesterday. He's going to play against the Baltimore Ravens. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind he will be, he'll be out there. He's going to suit up, especially as a full participant. Bone bruise. There's a lot of questions if he was going to play this week. Do you want to push him to play this week? Him and Matt Canada are somewhat tied together. I'd say it's 70-30, Canada. Because we all know Matt Canada's contract's up. He'll be done. Goodbye. Hit the door. Don't let it hit you on the way out. Kenny Pickett, though, we need to see something. This is the Ravens. This is Ravens week. You're in the kitchen of AFC North football, as Mike Tomlin likes to say. This is huge. If the Steelers don't win this game, and yes, they went 2-6 to start the year last year. If the Steelers don't win this game, kiss the division goodbye. Not saying the playoffs. You kiss the division goodbye. Cincinnati's one and three. The Browns' offense is horrible. Their defense is top three in the league. Really good. What about that Miles Garrett guy who TJ Watt is still better than? But Kenny Pickett, I think, knows. Look, I gotta, I gotta do some things here to save myself and to save Matt Canada. They worked at Pitt together. They have a good relationship. I think Kenny Pickett and Matt Canada truly like each other. And I've also noticed in the way Najee Harris was talking this week, those two, Canada and Harris, are very supportive of each other. And I think they're trying to pick both of each other up from off the ground, from off the carpet, where they have been laid by the media. And not just the media, by the fan base. I'd say more so the fans. And the national viewpoint compared to just the general media. But Matt Canada's getting crushed. Najee Harris is, by many people's presumption, a bust. And somebody who is not performing it the way he needs to. Well, Najee had his best week of the year last week. He played really well. He was the best player on the Steelers' offense. And he went out of his way this week to pick up Matt Canada. To compliment him. And to basically say, look... Us players need to make plays. We need to be the ones that go out there and execute. It's not just all on Matt Canada calling the plays. The plays are called, but we as players, as individuals, as individuals overall in the collective, need to be the ones that make the plays to get the job done. 
So, yeah, I mean, I don't think Matt Canada's a good offensive coordinator. You don't think Matt Canada's a good offensive coordinator. I don't think the players truly believe that Matt Canada's a good offensive coordinator. But they can't say that. They can't put themselves in a worse position. And that's the side that really everybody's taking. If you ask somebody internally, if you have a one-on-one, off-the-record conversation with one of these guys, I don't have any insider knowledge on this, but, I mean... If you were Kenny Pickett, Najee Harris, and Pat Frymuth in a room, and you're just talking amongst yourselves, I'm sure there is a little bit of discussion like, hey, yeah, this Matt Canada guy isn't the best. Like, yeah, but we got to try to make a dire situation as good we can because our butts are on the line. Pat Frymuth is having his worst year by far in the NFL. Najee Harris, all these conversations about the running back market. He's going to be up for a contract soon. And Kenny Pickett is looking to try to prove he's the guy. He's the franchise guy, which as the days go on, I'm less and less sure of. I think, you know, he's tied in with Matt Canada and that doesn't help. We need to see something from him. And I I commend Pickett from going out there this week and he's probably going to play. The time is 5.34. It's time to get to Tom Fridays for Juicy Steaks, Meats, and more. Well, pit football isn't going great, but pit volleyball is going great. And I'll tell you about where you can hear pit volleyball tonight. Coming up, Sports Radio 93.7, The Fan. Final thing before we go and send it over to the pre-show. 93.7, The Fan will broadcast its first ever pit volleyball match tonight. The number 7th ranked Panthers are hosting Georgia Tech at the Fitzgerald Fieldhouse. It will be Jason Earl. Amanda Siley King here of 93.7 The Fan. Coming up this Friday, good to see Pitt Volleyball getting some attention. Big volleyball guy myself, played for uh, seven years. I've announced it a lot. P80 game last night, so it's cool to see volleyball getting some attention on the very, very great airwaves here of 93.7 The Fan. is the pre-show is next. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 